0: Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters, by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, I have Vlad Voslin on the show. Vlad, how are you doing? I'm excellent. How about yourself, Craig? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for taking time to chat today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. So, uh, so twenty minutes with is your podcast uh, for folks who don't know you or don't know your show. Can you give a little background on on yourself and how you got into podcasting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a writer. I'm an author and a publisher, and uh, I
1: actually got into podcasting because of listening to the Joe Rogan show. Uh, it was so varied and so interesting. And after a while, after listening to, jeez, uh, I don't even couldn't even tell you how many episodes. I got around to thinking, you know. I could really do something like this for the literary community in my area. Yeah, It's a great way to market and promote, and it just looked like a hell of a lot of fun. So I figured, hey, whatever. I'll
0: take a crack at it, and I'll jump in with both feet and see where I land. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, I think, to to hear people who get uh, started because they get inspired by someone else in podcasting. I guess that would be most of us, right? Um, who get started because we listen to someone or another and say, "Yeah, we can do that too, no problem, right?" It's, it's, it seems so easy, right? <laughs> it does seem so easy, but there's a lot more to it. Once yeah, you get into the pitch yeah. And bolts. So let's let's talk about that then. Let's talk about so. So you got started because of Joe Rogan, uh, jumped in both feet, I'm sure, and then kind of figured out, wow, this is complicated, and there's all sorts of things going on. What did you learn when you kind of jumped in after being inspired by him?
1: Uh, I learned that keeping things down to my show is called 20 minutes with, and it's 20 minutes ish of uh, talking to other authors and other creative types. And I learned that keeping it down to 20 minutes is a real challenge. Yeah. Uh, My second podcast um, granted it was with an internet and radio host who is very accustomed to talking for long periods of time and doing it intelligently. Uh, But that podcast ran about an hour, uh, 48, 52 minutes, something like that. And So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta improve my, uh, my uh, word count, so to speak, and keep them around the time that they should be at. Uh, it was a great podcast. We had a lot of fun and I got a really good feedback from it. Um, but like I said, I really want to keep them around 20, 25 minutes. And, uh, so that's proved to be a challenge, but I'll get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I can relate. I've been podcasting for about three and a half years now, and I I do another show with kind of a co-host, and we have one hundred and thirty episodes out or now or something, and they're about forty five minutes long. Uh, and these episodes for, for everyone who's listened are twenty thirty minutes of an interview, so. And I think interviews tend to be longer than than a solo person, or, or you know, even a, a person and their co-host. So I've found it the same thing, that it's difficult in an interview setting to get to know somebody and really dig into their story and stuff. What have you done to kind of get yourself and your guest ready for really digging into the meat of the conversation? Uh, because I feel like that's part of it, like where you and I are just talking for a few minutes here and like, how do we really get into the meat of what we want to talk about uh, kind of right off the bat? So you have that 20 minutes of really good content. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I come up with the format. Uh, I basically draft five to 10 questions um, that I send to the uh, person beforehand and kind of let them stew, let them think about it for a bit. It's not completely scripted because I like to have the leeway of being able to go off and just kind of go off on tangents sometimes and it's a good time when we when you get to do that however i find that some preparation with some questions and stuff uh it not only puts me at ease and i'm a total newbie i mean i've only done two shows so far i got my third one coming up and i'm really feeling my way through this but i find that a little bit of preparation uh for both me and the interviewee is definitely key to just being more comfortable and not sounding like a fool
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So are they the same questions every time or do you have unique questions for the person that you're talking to? No, no,
1: they're unique questions. I, uh, you know, when I interview an author, I've read one or several of their books. So basically what I do is I take notes as I'm reading the books and just, I usually come up with 20 or 30 questions or points or things that I find interesting that I like to talk about. You know, obviously we don't hit them all. We only hit a handful, Yeah. but I kind of just have those in front of me and, you know, kind of touch on those to keep the conversation going
0: where we want it. Sure. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, So I I think it's funny talking to, uh, I'm sure you find it funny talking to authors that they, uh, as you said, pontificate a lot and, and kind of go off on tangents. How do you bring somebody back in? So you have a a question that you want to get an answer to. They understandably and, and not maliciously kind of take off to the right how do you bring somebody kind of gently and elegantly kind of back to the conversation? Say, hey, I want to, I'd want i like to talk about this more uh, instead of where you were going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that happens all the time.
1: I just try to kind of gently remind them or rephrase the question and say something along the lines of, well, that's a great point. It's really interesting. But what I really want to know about is X, Y, and Z. And could you speak to that point? Yeah. And that tends to work. Like I said I'm a I'm a I'm a beginner at this so I'm sure that my uh, strategies and methodology will evolve over time but so far so good.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. I mean I think that that a big part of this show and and my goal for this show really is to to have people who are new to podcasting on because in a lot of ways you are much closer to the learning lessons that that we hope that will be related uh, to the people listening, right? So, someone who's done 400 episodes and is a semi-professional podcaster doesn't have a lot of relatable experience in the in the recent future. Whereas yourself, getting just getting started, has a lot of kind of fresh, fresh wounds and and things that you've learned uh, pretty recently. And Podcasting <laughs> changes a lot too, so it's nice to hear somebody who's just getting started now. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now, fresh wounds—you definitely hit the nail on the head there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so not to uh, not to pick at those too much, but. Uh, as you were getting started, you said you're, you're a couple episodes in at this point. What what were some things that were kind of surprising to you uh, in getting the show started? Uh, the amount of preparation time it takes to
1: a- initially get everything up and running uh, from a technology standpoint. I tried to kind of cheap out on it, and uh, you know, you'll find that authors tend to be let's say frugal. <laughs> it's not exactly a, a a profession that we get rich in generally. Um, and so I was trying to take some shortcuts with, a, you know, an old gaming headset I had. That I used to play with my Xbox and stuff and, uh, you know, that worked for one episode then it crapped out on me. And then basically it took me a lot more time to edit the audio files than I anticipated. Getting faster, getting a little bit, you know, more confident in my abilities. I do use um, Adobe Edition Creative Cloud in my day job, so... I'm kind of familiar with it, but I'm also not an expert by any means. I do really basic things, so sure. So sure. I've been tracking how long it takes me to do each of these podcasts, and I think the first one took me with between the technology and the interview and the setup and everything. It probably took me about 32 hours to complete the whole thing.
0: Oh um, wow, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I hope it's shorter
1: on the next couple, right? Oh yeah, no, it will be. It's getting it's getting a lot quicker already. It's just uh, like you said, the fresh wounds, you know, some bumps sure, in the road.
0: Sure. So uh, I'd love to hear a, a little bit about what you learned in terms of gear and uh, editing process or production process. So, somebody who's kind of new to it, what kind of things did you do uh, to, to kind of get yourself started with the right gear and the process for editing and producing the show? Basically, for the gear, I found that I needed to get a much better headset than what I got,
1: um, than my old gaming headset. And I bought an MPOW, Wired USB Headset. So far, it's worked great. It cost me about fifty bucks, uh, which is not a huge investment. Yeah. And then um, for the audio side, basically, I realize advertisers and marketers do this a lot in TV and radio, and they basically have—I'm um, trying to think of the name what they're called right off the top of my head—but uh, they're basically kind of canned clips that they put in at the beginning and the end of the show, and it got a lot easier once I developed those rather than trying to build the stuff from scratch. Um, you know, like the intro and the conclusion and, uh, you know, it's basically not something I have to worry about now. Now I can just kind of drag and drop the file into the audio software and then, you know, plunk the interview in the middle of it. Sure. And then kind of manipulate the audio to get it
0: even. Yeah. So I think that, uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, People who are just starting out kind of fall into this trap. And a lot of experienced podcasters fall into this trap too. And they say, I want to have a custom intro and a custom outro for every podcast episode so that, you know, my listeners get a little bit of a a snippet or a taste of what's going to be in the show and I can kind of give them a a prep on what they're going to hear. And the same for the outro. And and my experience, uh, working with a ton of podcasters, is that this is just a giant barrier (laughs) to, to getting a show produced... Quickly and easily because you are already working hard to create a podcast episode. If you have to sit down and record a two-minute spiel about what you just recorded as your interview, that's almost as hard as doing the whole interview. Um, (laughs) Two minutes by yourself talking into the microphone for me is really, really challenging. So the the advice that we give people is absolutely what you just said, which is record the intro and outro, do it one time, and use it for every episode. If down the road, you get really good at creating content, you can uh you know, you can go and and do your own custom intro and outro for every episode, but especially as you're getting started, do it once, use it, mix it with the music, and and just have that be like a track in your audio editing software. So it's the intro and the music and the jingles all put together so you don't have to futz with that every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing, you know, i re- I had said that
1: my first podcast took me like 32 hours. I should probably say that the reason why is because I was trying to be Bring a high value uh, production value uh, to the podcast, so when I wanted to post it on YouTube, I decided that I would oh make this really what I thought was a cool video with the uh, you know the book cover images as we were talking and um some headshots of myself and the author and et etc et etc. but creating a video file takes a heck of a lot of time, yeah, and um you know so if you go on YouTube, you'll see the first one has this um you know some graphics and whatnot, but honestly, after I went back and looked at it, it's really kind of cheesy. It's actually not a high production value; it's a low production value because I am not a filmmaker. So that was one of the big things that I did. With the big, the first mistake that I uh, made, so to speak, um, getting the podcast out of, on YouTube. So um, now, if you go to YouTube, you'll just see just the logo and you know in the in the audio, obviously for the entire length of the podcast.
0: Okay, so you you take your audio file and put it into whatever video editing software you have, and then just have a static image of that and then you upload that to YouTube. Is that what you're doing? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. The first time I tried to, you know,
1: do something custom, like you said, for each episode and that just, it just didn't work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I think all these things, the the theme for, from my perspective is all these things are really nice to have things, (laughs) but they're not, they're not required. And, And especially as people are getting started, I think keeping things as simple as possible lets you create podcast episodes more regularly uh, and easily, and, and you're less likely to to just give up after a while. Absolutely. I'd love to hear why you want to syndicate your podcast episodes to YouTube. Uh, I just
1: thought that's how I actually got in sort of into podcasting, uh, listening to podcasting was actually on YouTube. Some of the uh, work I do at my day job uh, just, you know, is kind of repetitive and I'm doing it for a long period of time. So I'd have it in the background, just kind of listening to it. And so since that was like my first, you know, real, uh, Introduction into podcasting. I thought that having it on YouTube was kind of necessary to reach a wide audience because, you know, it's YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think that's accurate or do you think that's, uh, I think it's necessary to be on YouTube these days for podcasting specifically?
0: Yeah. So it's a great question. I, uh, I don't do it, uh, but I think it is valuable. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that the easier that we can make it as people who create, Tools and software for podcasters the better um so I mean there are, are some tools out there that automatically convert your podcast to a video file
1: ah oh, okay,
0: and we're looking at we're looking at doing that and posting it to YouTube for you as well as as well as facebook live oh that'd be
1: fantastic,
0: yeah, so uh this is definitely something that we're looking at because I think that there there's two things you want with podcasting right one is a bigger reach and more listeners and the other is to make money, right? Uh, (laughs) Or or like to help, to help your brand. And, and I think that if you do the first, then the second is taken care of. So yeah, we're definitely looking at some ways that we can create tools to help automatically repurpose some of your content like this. So yeah. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, some of the things that I've seen are similar to this are creating little snippets of a video where it's like the the best little thirty second snippet from your podcast episode, uh, and then you you do that really well um, with images or graphics or whatever, and post that to YouTube as a teaser, and then put the link to the actual episode on your website or whatever. Oh, that's a good. Idea. So I've I've seen that too. But yeah, I love I love what people are doing with uh, repurposing and, and especially like social media with with podcast episodes. It's pretty powerful, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have a YouTube channel before you started your podcast, or was this your first foray into YouTube?
1: Uh, I've had it for quite a long time, but I didn't really do much with it. It was yeah. just kind of
0: out there. Are you getting decent uh, traction and impressions there? Uh, not
1: so much yet, but like I said, we've only done two episodes, and we're doing the third one. And uh, yep. honestly, I haven't really tracked it too much. I've been basically focused on the podcasting side and doing the production and whatnot, rather than you know tracking all the analytics and whatnot at this
0: point. Sure, sure. No, totally, totally. So, talking to authors, I think that uh, one of the things about that's cool about the show is you talk to a lot of different types of people that have topics they talk about that might not seem natural for an audio medium. Uh, how has it been talking to authors uh, and, and kind of bringing their stories out in the audio
1: format? It's been, from that side, it's actually been pretty easy. Uh, a lot of authors will actually do what they uh, an audio edit for some of their work, and so... They're used to speaking about themselves and about their work, and uh, even telling stories and whatnot. You know, you got to be a good storyteller, obviously, to be a good writer. Sure. And uh, that kind of just comes out naturally. Um, so I think authors are actually, so far anyway, have been a
0: great type of person to interview. Gotcha, gotcha. And what kind of things do you guys talk about uh, in your episodes? You know, you're a like couple in, but what's the what's the the kind of big picture for the show? It's basically
1: a pretty low stress, uh, fun forum to talk about the author. Um, writing in general and their work specifically um it's not like buttoned up or anything we have a good time there's a lot of laughs we just kind of uh you know get together and bs and try to you know obviously plug their work at the beginning and the end and whatnot but just kind of have a good time and see where it takes us
0: yeah that's great that's great so uh, a couple episodes in at this point when you're at 30 or 50 episodes what do you what do you envision the uh the podcast to look like at that point
1: uh, well, hopefully the uh, podcast is uh, making us some money. Yeah. <laughs> it has a much bigger audience. and uh, But we're just going to have to see what happens and where it takes us. I mean, I would, I would really like to be able to do it weekly. Uh, right now, we're just doing it monthly. I'm doing for the first uh, nine episodes this year. It uh, will just be monthly. Uh, part of that is because I feel like if I'm going to interview somebody, I need to read their work. And since I have so many things going on, committing to a book a week just for the podcast is kind of a challenge, but hopefully we can get down to at least something that's, uh, bi-monthly, uh, for next year and, uh, expand our reach. And, you know, like you said, make some money and push the brand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, in terms of making money, what is your monetization strategy going to be? Honestly, I don't have one yet. I'm okay. still learning. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, the reason I ask is it's either, uh, selling ads, which I think in the in the book publishing and author space, that could be pretty interesting because it's a really targeted niche, or selling your own products or services or whatever. Uh, do you do you have a, a business that the podcast kind of leans back on, or is this built to be kind of a standalone entity?
1: Uh, no, we do have a business. Uh, basically, the story side is uh, a group of myself and four other authors who have banded together. It's kind of like a writing group on steroids. Um, Basically, we have a path to publishing. We set up the StorySide Press. Um, so what we'd probably be looking to do in the future is you know, sell our books and, and our audiobooks and that sort of thing uh, in order to monetize it. Uh, right now, it's specifically we're just looking to get the word out there about us and about what we're doing and uh, that sort of thing. It's more of a branding tool than anything else at this point.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, I think for most people starting out, that's how they should look at it, right? I mean, you're you're just getting started. You have dozens or maybe hundreds of listeners for the first geez, 30 episodes. It's just getting the word out, you becoming a better podcaster. Uh, and then after that, you can really start looking more at strategy and, and things like that. Uh, so I think that's that's very savvy of you. I have a question for you about audiobooks. How How do you view audiobooks both as a writer and as a podcaster now?
1: I love audiobooks. Um, as long as you have a good narrator, somebody who has a Good voice and can tell a story in a dynamic way uh, that's key. audiobooks are a great way to get involved in a story without having to it's the the, the thing with the book uh, obviously books are my first love but it takes some time. You got to sit down. You got to open it. You need some peace and quiet. Uh, the great thing about audiobooks is you can take them anywhere, just like podcasts. You can listen to them in the car for 20 minutes. You can, you know, listen to them at the doctor's office or what have you. Um, so with audiobooks, I think that from a page to page standpoint, you can get more quote unquote read if you integrate audiobooks into your, you um, know, your, your enter- entertainment package, so to speak, than just strictly books.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and do you. Uh... As you kind of go forward with, you know, helping with the podcast to sell more books, do you expect audiobooks to be a big part of that? Or or do you, do you view, I guess, customers coming from the podcast doing more audiobooks or traditional books, or, or you don't know? I don't really know. Uh, we have, our books are out on audiobook right now,
1: um, and they actually sell better on audiobook than they do um, in print. But we've only got a couple books out, and so, you know, it's not really a, uh, it's not a strong data point yet. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, yeah. Ask me, the, ask me that question in a year or two. Okay, <laughs> we'll have you answer. back on in a
0: year, and uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so last question around books and audiobooks. How do you find a good narrator? Uh, I use Audible, um, and they're basically
1: they're a company owned by Amazon, and they specifically do audiobooks. They have hundreds of narrators on there, and basically you go on to Audible, and you can listen to people's samples and decide what kind of works for you. Uh, it's pretty, It's pretty interesting because... They have a lot of different categories from what you can choose from, you know, not just age, but gender, um, region, um, sometimes even uh, race, uh, depending on what you're writing, language, um, obviously, you know, English, Spanish, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, there's a lot lot to choose from. So you can really kind of find a good narrator to do some custom audio for your book. Um, It can get pricey. If you don't do the uh, royalty split, basically you can pay the narrator up front and they get you know, anywhere from probably $50 to $150 an hour, which adds up fast when you consider
0: that 10,000 words is basically an hour of audio, uh, roughly. Oh, wow. Okay. So so if you pay someone up front, it's more expensive, but then there's no revenue split down the road. Other, And alternatively, you can revenue split with them forever or for a year or until they get a certain amount of money? Or how does that work? Uh, the revenue split, uh, as far as I know, is basically forever. As
1: long as you're selling it and you have the contract with that person, uh, then you're doing a fifty-fifty revenue split. Uh, so far, that's what we've done, and it worked out. Um, it's worked out well. Gotcha, gotcha. We've got some good narrators and um, you know some great, great stories out there told in a really
0: engaging way. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Vlad, this has been great. Uh, I know we kind of bounced around a lot, but it's really been an interesting discussion. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat today for folks who want to learn more about you and your podcast. Where can they find out more?
1: Yeah, you can go to thestoryside.com to, uh, get free writing tips and free stories and also to check out our podcast 20 minutes with, uh, or you can find us on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Vlad, thanks so much for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Craig, thanks for having me. My pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of podcast hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.